Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to the Blatant Homerism Podcast. I'm Alan Kenny, uh, your host. And big news in the world of sports uh, this uh, week with the uh, announcement that the uh, Supreme Court has uh, voted in favor of essentially uh, legalizing sports gambling on a state-by-state basis. Um, I called our friend uh, David Purdom. Uh, you know him. He's, he's kind of uh, been all over the place writing about uh, the world of sports gambling, handicapping, uh, does a lot of work for ESPN now, to uh, kind of, I guess, just explain to us what exactly decision means and what we'll see going forward in the industry. So let's go ahead and uh, welcome him on. David, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, Al. So... Let's see here. I mean, so I guess, you know, essentially what this uh, ruling holds, you know, and just just to be clear here, is that on a state-by-state basis, now it's not just Nevada that can do sports gambling, right? It's uh, any state that votes in favor of implementing sports gambling. Yeah, you nailed it. Um, The Supreme Court on Monday uh, struck down a federal prohibition that had prevented uh, states outside of Las Vegas from offering sports betting. Uh, That prohibition been in place for 26 years uh the federal uh, supreme court said nope that's uh unconstitutional we're getting rid of that uh states may now decide whether they want to legalize sports betting or not so uh in the coming future we're going to start seeing several states uh, jump on board new jersey's going to be first uh eventually i would think west virginia and mississippi or probably right behind them and even delaware so uh, it'll expand quickly, uh, probably within three years. I would think the majority of states will be offering some form of legalized sports betting. So this was, uh, you know, obviously brought by uh, the state of New Jersey, as you mentioned. Um, I mean, when we're talking timing, you said you know you said like they, you feel like they'll be the first to uh, get it going. I mean, are we talking mm-hmm. weeks, months, years? How how quickly for Jersey? Weeks here. We're gonna in June here, so I guess maybe a month. Uh, Mid-June, by the end of June for sure, you'll certainly see New Jersey, uh, probably Monmouth Park, one of the racetracks up there will be the first to get up and going. Uh, Atlantic City Casinos and the other racetracks in the States shouldn't be too far along. Uh, They're probably all targeting to make sure they're up and ready by football season. Uh, The Delaware governor sent out a statement uh, just this week saying that he thinks his uh, casino entities are, are, are almost ready and could be up by the end of June as well. So uh, it's it's going to happen pretty quickly. So will I be able to like, it, will it be like the lottery? Will I be able to walk into like a convenience store to go to the local Wawa or whatever in Delaware and, uh, and, and place a sports bet, you think? Or, I mean, is it going to be more like you mentioned these, you know, the off-track betting, the casinos, uh, that kind of thing? You know, right now, you, Delaware is one of the only states they have uh, basically an NFL parlay system that they offer. Uh, you know, you have to bet three teams at a minimum. And you can do that at some retail outlets uh, as well as the casinos and racetracks in the state. So I'm not sure they've got it completely set in stone where you'll be able to place these individual sports wagers at right now. I certainly would believe that it would be uh, at the racetracks in the state, uh, whether that's available at uh, the, you know, the convenience store, like you mentioned, I'm not sure that's been decided yet at, at this time, but uh, you know, eventually we're all going to place these bets on our phones. Uh, you're not going to have to drive anywhere to, to, to do this. You'll be able to log on uh, to your, your bookmaker inside your state and you'll be able to place a wager right from your couch while you're watching the game. Yeah, uh, have you used the app wagering there at, uh, like, for example, in Vegas at uh, the MGM properties? 
you know, I've used most of them. Some of them are a little clunky and still getting going, but uh, some other ones have been pretty easy for me. Yeah, I know. I was I was using that at uh, during March Madness uh, in uh, in Nevada, and I mean, it was it it, it changed so much. You know, you you know, you weren't having to sit there and, and wait in those two hour lines at times. You know, to place a cash bet, you just you know yeah. you'd be sit, you could sit in a restaurant and pop it up, and there you go, man. You got it. You know, I mean, in game wagering and everything. Yeah, absolutely, and that's definitely the future there. You mentioned in-game wagering as well. That's going to be a big part of it. And, you know, until they get the apps approved in the separate states, individual states, and there's some type of licensing process, and they review the uh, reliability of the apps and so forth in case there's any technical difficulties. Uh, but then once those get running, you know, that's the future here, that you're not going to have to uh, be at a sports book or a sports book provider uh, to place your wager. You'll just be able to do it on your phone. So how about the industry? You know, we've, we've talked about from the legal and state side of things, but how about the industry? I mean, how prepared are, are these companies to get involved? And, and do you think that we'll still see a lot of the same players that we see in, for example, like, uh, you know, uh, CG Technology in Vegas? Uh, will they be the ones that will get involved with uh, taking the bets? Yeah, you're going to see a lot of the, the familiar companies. CG Technology hasn't been real vocal about their plans. I know that they are eyeing expansion into other states where they might be able to, but MGM is already uh, close to their, or taking steps to move forward. It's Borgata. They run the sports bill, yeah. run the sports book at the Borgata in Atlantic City. Caesars will be a player, uh, Golden Nugget, and of course, William Hill, which uh, operates, uh, gosh, over 100 sports books in different locations in Nevada. Uh, they are going to be the one that's going to open first at that Mammoth Park. So uh, you'll see a lot of the same names. You'll see some new ones, too. I, I think uh, some state lotteries like Delaware will get involved. Um, I think some of the daily fantasy operators uh, are, are kind of eyeing their way to, to providing sports betting as well. So there will be some new names. Uh, Betfair, uh, which is Betfair Paddy Power, which is a big uh, European-Irish mm-hmm. uh, sportsbook operator. They've already kind of uh, – moved into into the u.s they're going to be a player so kind of a mix of some old familiar names with some new european people and some daily fantasy operators so everybody is really excited to get involved what about the offshore companies what's this going to do for them i mean you know are they going to have to uh, work a little bit harder to stand out you think you know it's it's going to be i've got mixed reaction from them some of them are concerned and this is going to uh take away some of our business for sure. Maybe there's going to be some consolidation uh, in, in the offshore market. Others are like, no, I, you know, I don't think it's going to take any uh, business away from us. I think that it may actually increase our legitimacy. And uh, we are going to be able to offer better odds in some of these places uh, that have to pay the uh, regulation costs that the uh, offshore books don't have to face. So uh, there's pros and cons of that. I've heard mixed reaction. I think the, Offshore sports books, your commercial sports books, your Bovadas, you know, Five Dimes, some of the names that people have probably heard, uh, they're, they're probably going to survive. I don't know if they'll see a decreased liquidity. However, I think the local bookmaker, your guy at the country club or at the local bar that operates and takes sports bets, I could see them having a little more trouble because now uh, the state authorities have more incentive to shut them down and to try to encourage people to bet in the legal market. So uh, the offshore world is, is a mixed reaction from them. I'm not really sure uh, there's a definitive answer of what will happen to them. I do think the local bookmakers uh, may be in a little bit of trouble. 
See, I wonder if the local bookies though are going to end up. I mean, yeah, the the their business will have to change because I mean, I gotta think that what they could offer would be credit, right? That yes. you know, you you probably couldn't get from uh, from these other shops, but you know, the kind of people that they're going to be willing to give credit to is uh, is a different story, I guess. Yeah, credit is a big, big uh, factor in all this, and uh, it's a big, huge advantage. I mean, a lot of uh, people, if you if you play at a credit shop, they'll say, okay, you can bet to your up or down $1,000, and uh, then we'll pay out. And the problem with that is why it's really advantageous for the bettors, but if some guy gets that credit limit and he burns through that and all of a sudden he's down 1000 bucks and he doesn't have it, yeah. and then it's when he panics and something starts happening. So uh, I would like to see uh, authorities really try to crack down on that because I think if we could – uh, curtail credit betting a little bit. It would probably help with any sort of uh, gambling addiction that comes out of this. So, what about? The, I mean, do do they think that uh, you know people in the industry do they think they're going to be able to uh, kind of hook in more casual betters? You know, I mean, I hear different uh, you know opinions on this a lot. You know, some people saying, well, I I mean, I you know, I've always I've never really been you know prevented from making a bet if I wanted to. Versus, you know, uh, the argument, oh, hey, I'll be maybe sitting in an arena somewhere and decide I want to place a bet on a game I'm watching, that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's different takes on how many new bettors will, will, will jump on board. You know, like you said, if you want to bet, place a bet right now. If you wanted to bet in the last five years and you didn't live in Nevada, all you got to do is, you know, a quick Google search and you can find somewhere to bet or go to your local tavern and ask around. It's not too hard. But – you know, the, the uh, stamp of legality means something to a lot of people. Some people just, you know, we want to follow the law. We'd like to do this. We want to do it legally. So I, I do think there will be some uh, sort of uh, increase. How big of an increase in the number of people betting? I'm not really sure. I mean, you've heard the estimates. $150 billion wagered annually. That's the most common number. We don't really know how much it is. But if we're already betting hundreds of billions of dollars, billions with a B, Mm-hmm. I mean, how much more can we bet? Do we have more money to be doing that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you. I think it'll be interesting, though, to see, like, volume, for example, uh, you know, that type mm-hmm. of thing. Um, what about, you know, you talk to, uh, you know, some sharp bettors, I'm sure. I mean, what are those guys – how do those guys feel about this? I mean, you know, I could see, to a certain extent, you won't have as many, uh, you know, maybe opportunities for, you know, kind of uh, market arbitrage, that type of thing. Well, I think that there will be more outs, as they call them, more places to book, uh, to, to place your bets with. It is always something that they will be eager to find. Um, once, if the regulated market, however, is forced to offer uh, non-competitive odds with the offshore market, uh, you know, the sharp bettors are just going to stay offshore. They are going to be the ones that shop for odds and, you know, uh, just for everybody understands, you know, if normally you bet $110 to win 100 um, if these regulated books are, are you know, steep with heavy regulation costs, uh, maybe they have to say, okay, now you got to put up 120 to win 100. And if that happens, the sharp bettors are, are, are not going to come play into that. They are going to go uh, to offshore spots a, a, and stay with the best odds. Uh, you know, there, there, there's concerns and pros and cons there. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I mean, I guess uh, in the, I guess you know, let's say ten years from now, what's it going to look like? Like if I walk into an arena at, uh, you know, go to an NBA game, that type of thing. I don't think it's going to look any different. 
uh, other people disagree with me, but I think everybody will be betting on their phones at that time. And I think right now, if you want to go to an NBA arena and bet on your phone, you can do that as well, just not with the regulated market. Uh, the big increases are going to be in your in-game wagering, um, you know, people betting play-by-play uh, -play in soccer or basketball or, you know, the result of a drive on a football game. So uh, the wagering will be more, uh, you know, fluid uh, throughout a game. But uh, the, you know, game in-game experience at an arena, I just don't see it being much different because uh, everything will be done on your phones and everybody has phones now. And then I guess uh, another thing that, uh, you know, just came to me too is, uh, you know, you, uh, immediately uh, everybody kind of turned to point shaving, concerns about point shaving with gambling being more widespread. To me, it's actually, you know, going to make it easier to identify uh, point shaving, in my opinion. But I wanted to get your take on it. No, I 100% agree with you. Uh, the legalization of sports betting only protects the integrity of the game and only adds to the deterrent. Uh, to prevent people or, or discourage people from uh, shaving points. Uh, you know, the NCA uh, is in a tough spot. Their athletes are vulnerable. They don't make any money. If uh, you probably remember 10 years ago, a Toledo football player acknowledged that he fumbled in the, uh, I think it was the GMAC bowl mm -hmm. back then. And he fumbled intentionally as part of a gambling plot. And, and it, it, they only took 500 bucks to get him to do it. So, uh, these kids uh, don't make any money, and they are vulnerable. So the NCAA is in a tough spot in there. Professional leagues, I mean, come on. No, yeah, Tom Brady's not yeah. uh, throwing a thing. There, you can't get down enough money to make it worthwhile. But well, I don't think that um, – I don't think it's going to cause a rash of uh, game fixing, even at the college level. Um, if anything, I think it will be reduced, like you said. I think it will be more heavily monitored. Um, that said, there's a lot of money out there. When there's a lot of money and it's something look no further than Wall Street, uh, people are going to try to, uh, you know, be, be uh, nefarious and, and try to pull things off. I just hope that when it happens and we do get our next point shaving or gambling scandal, we take a mature approach to it, a smart approach, figure out, okay, what could we have done to detect this earlier? How did this player get in this position? And, you know, just react reasonably, rationally, because you hear all these things. Oh, a gambling scandal uh, would, would destroy a league. It would crush us, you know. Well, you know, Tim Donahue, mm -hmm. a referee in the NBA, betting on games he officiated, it, it doesn't get it any worse than that. That was 10 years ago. NBA franchises are worth more than they ever have been. So let's not get overblown if, if something happens. Nobody wants it to happen. But let's just not make it into this absolutely you know, the, the, the league is over if it happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but not every league has the guy who's going to handle that as well as David Stern did. I, I think that looking back, you know, this is an aside, but I mean, everybody talks about all the different things that Stern did as a commissioner. Mm -hmm. I, I'd argue that, that, you know, navigating them through that with relatively little, like, you know, scandal or anything attached to it is maybe his greatest accomplishment as a commissioner. Because think about what that means, if you know, with, with the you know implications of that. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I don't disagree with that. Um, I also think, though, that they build up this anticipation that if uh, something happens with, with gambling, um, that it is going to be the end of the world and it is going to destroy the league. And I just don't think that's going to be yeah. the case. I think it's going to almost... I, I hate to say this, but I think it almost like kind of adds intrigue to it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Americans bet on professional wrestling. 
Okay, <laughs> Americans bet on professional wrestling. The fix really is in on professional wrestling, and it doesn't stop us from betting on it. So, uh, you know, I don't think any future scandal, and I'm sure there's going to be one, uh, is going to be the detrimental thing to end all sports. All right. Well, last question for you, David. Uh, numbers came out today from uh, I think it was Bet Online for our Sooners uh, over and under ten and a half. Uh, think you're getting uh, think you're getting juice on the over if you uh, so or pardon me to the under so uh, which uh, which way are you leaning? Uh, that is tough. I mean, obviously they're going to have to figure out the quarterback. Uh, he's not going to be as dynamic as, as Baker was the last mm-hmm. couple of years. That um, you, you'll know more about some of the other transitions than I will on the team. But uh, ten and a half, I'm going to go under. I'm going to go under. I, I kind of would lean that way too. Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. So, uh, it should be uh should be a fun year though. It's always fun to me to see like how things change up when you lose a guy yep. like that and what they what they do. Lincoln Riley will have to uh, earn his money. Absolutely, I'm looking forward to it too. All right, well, David, thanks so much, and uh, let everybody know where they can find all your uh, all your work. Hey, we're at uh, ESPN.com. We got a, uh, a gambling sports betting section now. It's crazy as that sounds to be on ESPN. It's called ESPN Chalk. You can just kind of pull down one of the tabs and find it on there. Or I'm always on Twitter, too, just at David Perkham. So uh, thanks for having me on, Alan. Thanks so much for coming on, David. Really appreciate it, man. And thanks to, uh, to all of you for joining us, too. For the Wayne Homers and Podcast, I'm Alan Kenny. Take it easy.